Podcast Babies. I'm Jesse Oliver. I'm Maureen Smith. And I'm Makita Loney, and we're Fat Out of Hell. A bi-weekly podcast where we burn down fat stigma through conversations about our experiences as bad, rad fatties. So take out your extenders and buckle up, because it's time to go! What up, podcast babies? Here we are with another episode of Fat Outta Hell. And thank you for our temporary little break. Uh, We all had a lot of life things happening. Uh, We are very excited for today's guest, and we're going to let them introduce themselves. Hi, uh, I'm Maggie McGill. I'm very excited to be here. So thank you for having me. Um, I'm a fat, queer, non-binary content creator uh, with a focus on fashion, body liberation, mental health awareness, and all things fall, cozy, and Halloween. Yes! <laughs> I want awesome. you to have that on a shirt that you could wear around. And I think, like, I would just be like, can we be friends? <laughs> yes! Shirt, be like, I'm sorry, uh, can I know you? Thank you! <laughs> Have y'all seen those like really hyper specific t-shirts that are, that get made fun of on TikTok a lot? That it's like, I drive a Ford Camry and have four cats and three and eat three pickles every day and I don't mess around. I like the idea of having like a hybrid, like I am a non-binary, like fat, queer content creator who loves all things fall and don't mess with me. I love it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah like a like a dating profile just on your body exactly yeah. <laughs> but honestly if people wore t-shirts about all of their interests every day we we'd have a lot less miscommunication oh, yeah sure. concurred <laughs> so well, maggie how did you get started oh goodness i got started when i was a wee baby um and I a mere in... fetus <laughs> <laughs> a mere mere fetus uh, at 18 years old um and i was towards the end of high school i have been fat all my life and um i had found body positivity like fat bloggers on tumblr and i saw that and i was had never seen that before i grew up in a very you know, fat negative household. And, um, and so I, I found this community on Tumblr and I was really inspired and I wanted to be a part of it. And so in late high school and all through college, I just started posting fashion. Um, all of my, fa- I, I pretty much an, an outfit of the day every day through college, which is quite a fashion uh, journey because I was actually in Catholic school from K through 12. So I wore a uniform until I was in college. And so suddenly the world of fashion just opened up to me and I was like, what's going on? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm also working through sexuality and like who I am as a person. And like, so I'm, I'm really thankful that I have this Tumblr blog to look back on to see all of the hilarious fashion moments I went through to get where I am today. But anyway, so I started this fashion Tumblr. I did it all through, all through college um, and I love doing that. I also really loved YouTube. That was really important to me at the time. And that was like a goal of mine was to be on YouTube. So I was just kind of creating content on Tumblr. I really wanted to be a YouTuber. Had very several false starts that never really took off. And then once I graduated college and I got my first job and I bought my first like little professional 
point and shoot camera that was with video capabilities. And I was just like, I am doing this. I am diving head first. I'm going to pretend I have 20,000 eyes on me when I have 20. And I'm just going to do it. And now I have more than 20,000 eyes on me. <laughs> That's so cool. That's yeah, like, it was just, oh, yeah. It's like an incredible testament to like keeping at something when you're passionate about it, you know? Like over, t- like, I don't know. I just think that's really cool. Like I'm going to put in all this like effort and passion and like show the world who I am now. Here's the audience that has actually followed me from like the beginning and like has grown with me till now. That's so cool. Also, I love that. Inherent sense of like, I have something to say. Mm-hmm. I believe people want to hear what I have to say. And I'm just going to say it for 20 people until there's 20 more and 20 more and 20 more and 20,000 more, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it, I think whenever people ask me like, oh, what's the secret to blogging? And like, how do you get started? And I'm like, mm-hmm. you can buy the equipment, you can buy a domain name, you know, but until you really believe it, what you have to say matters you're like that's the hardest part is that belief in yourself mm-hmm. the hardest part is that belief in yourself and so that was the hardest part for me I had all these false starts and I think I had to find my voice honestly before I could really go full in um and yeah I, I mean I think I'm finding my voice more and more each year but yeah it was I just was like I'm doing it and I did it and now I'm here <laughs> so it's been really interesting and I feel like I learned so much about myself the longer I do it and I've also really gotten into the business side of it in the past couple of years, which is stressful, mm-hmm. but also good because that means I can grow. So, yay! I think was like one of the moments for you that helped you decide. I did find my voice a little bit more, and I do want to offer this up as a voice for others. Great question. I don't know if I have a specific moment, but I feel like there are just, there's like an amalgamation of all these tiny moments. And I think it's every message I got along the way that my content had inspired someone, made someone feel less alone, made someone help them make peace with their bodies. I think Mm -hmm. that is, is, and those messages were there from the beginning. I think that's a common theme amongst people who uh, particularly grew up in weight negative households, that there is this idea that the things we say, we know we're helping others. And like, we didn't have that help necessarily. Like, uh, I I mean, I'm old. So (laughs) as a a 40 year old, you know, I was still dialing up on AOL when I was in high school. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, but being able to offer that gift to others, like I, I posted something this week about how for me, time was perhaps the greatest healer in my relationship to and with my body. And one thing that constantly motivates me to speak more and more is that I know that that time gets shortened and lessened for every crop of young people under me. That mm-hmm. the more vocal we are, the more we actually give the gift of time to others and time that they spend loving their body instead of having to work through the things they're told to hate about their bodies. And that is... uh like a mission, you know, like it, it becomes kind of a passion and a mission. 
Yeah, I love that philosophy. And I feel like it's so true because the thing about me and like I was like 18, 19 years old when that seed was planted and, and now I'm I'm planting that seed in other people. And I feel mm-hmm. like it definitely starts started with with fat positivity. And I feel like it's just grown to like encompass queerness and gender and mental health and like boundaries. And it's just like, I just feel like... Um, I've accumulated like I, I just like I want to share everything that I know with people because I want everyone to be able to live like authentic authentically I want everyone to have the best life they can have I just I want everyone to I want everyone to have full joyous wonderful lives and so often we get in our in our own way because of things that we were taught or things that we think we know and so I just want to give everyone the best chance at a wonderful life I guess is why I do what I do. Well, it's so interesting because like I something that we've kind of come to terms with as like a brand is that we don't like we started off very like hyper focused on like fatness and like the experience of being fat. But like we soon were like, well, but like fashion is very important to us and like, you know, racial equality and equity is so important to us. And like, especially, I think that it's so interesting watching activists learn how to like spread out their focus and Mm -hmm. learn how to become vocal on things more than just what they started out with. It's also the dichotomy of like the activism of saying that body liberation should be something granted to all shouldn't be something that negates my desires and ability to live a fully fleshed out life that isn't always talking about body activism right Mm -hmm. that like Mm -hmm. living into the activism is part of the activism where I don't have to discuss it I'm just doing you're just existing in your body yes because, like, every right. day... And that's there's... the point of body liberation, is to live mm-hmm. freely. Yeah. Because every day there's somebody telling you that, like, you know, you shouldn't be existing in the body that you're in. Your body shouldn't look the way it does. You shouldn't be eating that X, Y, and Z. But here I am. Like, you know, here we all are, like, living our best lives, or at least trying to, just the way we are, because we should. Because we only have one body, and we have to, like, you know, appreciate it, and love it, and feed it, and do all the things, and nurture it. And screw people honestly even though it's easier said than done but like that's why we need people we need representation everywhere yeah no it's wild like it's even just like googling the slightest like we're we're reminded every day of our fatness and like even just with the slightest google search of like oh i have a headache like why like oh my god why do I have this headache? Um, but then, you know, you search it and it's like, one of the causes is obesity. And it's like, all right, you know, like, why do I need to be reminded every day of my body? Well, also, like, I, I often just get very frustrated with that specifically because obesity only became a quote unquote disease in 2013. Right. And it's there it's there's no real like logic to it except for that they 
use it as a form of coding for insurance companies because of capitalism. <laughs> so there is that, right? Like it's kind of just a like it's it's a tool used by the medical community to not treat people adequately and it is also a tool for them to just be able to say this is the problem so we're no longer going to treat you because we have to turn people over because we're trying to make money in a privatized healthcare system so yeah. uh fuck it fuck that so <laughs> I I just sort of I'm just like nope you can't weigh me nope you can't do this nope I get I get all the power in this situation if I say no I mean no yeah <sighs> yeah I wonder if I'm trying to, I don't I don't know this for sure but I know isn't it related to like like ADA and like wasn't that one of the reasons because like I think because like five people couldn't get treatments that they needed covered by insurance because it's like well it's so, so they but had to then, make it yes right. <laughs> in true like american capitalism form right like it's a necessity to get treatment and then they turn it around to fail to treat most people right like so the system is broken and often not about health and wellness so there is that um <laughs> Oh boy. Uh yes. So yeah. I think that we can move away from the bitter part of the episode and yeah. move into into fucking fall. fall. <laughs> now where I am it is ninety one degrees right now. So oh, that's not fair. Oh. Oh, it's like nice here. Sorry, Jesse. You know what? It's going to be 90 in Chicago uh, Wednesday. So oh. I, I hate to be the harbinger of bad news, but um, damn it. I, I think it is fair to say that everyone here is an autumnal person. We we love a mustard yellow. We love. Oh, yes. uh, <laughs> this has been discussed multiple times. Maureen and I are both obsessed with mustard yellow. Um, Look at the color we of my couch. just love all things autumnal. I have to say, uh, I have been subsisting off of uh, pumpkin cream cold brews as oh, I've transitioned shit. here because I'm just like, oh, you know what? There's a Starbucks drive-through. Oh, uh, two minutes away from where I'm staying. <laughs> I didn't think I would miss Starbucks as much as I do. <laughs> I was like, ooh, saving money. <laughs> I'm just like, I really, really want a pumpkin spice latte like right now. That's one thing that I'll say that I'm like pretty happy about going back to work for is that we're down the street from a Starbucks. And so like on my way into the work, I'm like, well, I'm about to be teaching for four hours. I better get some caffeine in my system. <sighs> Damn. I'm tired of making my own coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Do any of you have a ritual that you do, like, when the weather has officially turned and you know it's actually autumn? That's a great question. I feel like the season of autumn is one giant spell for me. I feel like I I have all these. Oh, it's just like everything becomes magic. Everything becomes purposeful. Um, I really love to do 
cozy movie nights, but like not just, I've actually been planning this in my brain. Um, I love to do cozy movie nights, but not just like sit down and watch a movie, but like plan. Like there are snacks. We have put, we have looked on Pinterest. We have put up lights. There are pillows. We have, there is a theme. Like I love that kind of very intentional, like movie night. That's one of my favorite rituals. I love that. That sounds so much fun. Do you have, are they all like fall related movies? Yes. Okay. (laughs) So give us your top five, like Halloween autumnal movies. Oh, sure. I'll combine them, but I probably could have separate lists for each. Um, Hocus Pocus, obviously, is number one. Um, You know, and it's actually, I could talk for a while about this, but I feel like it's gotten so much hype in the last couple of years. It's actually made me sad because I'm going to be like, I have been Hocus Pocus hyped for my whole life. It came out in July 1993. I was born in October 1993. We are the same age. We grew up together. Um, (laughs) I am Hocus Pocus. I am Hocus Pocus. Um, So that's number one. Um, But other ones I love are Practical Magic, Halloween Town, um, Autumnal. I really like. um, Oh, last year I got into You Got Mail for the first time. I've never that was seen the that. first thing I watched the night I got here. Mm-hmm. I like literally crawled into the bed and was like, I'm going to watch You've Got Mail. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. I love that movie I so much. I feel like I'm missing out on something. I've I've seen like I've seen it. It's you know, like in HBO existence. Max. I've never watched it. Do yourself a favor, it's on HBO Max. All right, it looks like I know watch. what I'm it's doing got, tonight. It, you know what it has? It has AOL nostalgia. Ooh. Ooh. That's intense. It has a lot of nostalgia. Like, even down to the cast is like, yeah, this is a nostalgic cast. Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan, Dave Chappelle. Yeah, Dave Chappelle's in it. Really? He's he's the best friend. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah, so that was one of the ones I actually watched for the first time last year because last year I was single. And so while I was single, I was like, wanted to dream about love again. And so I watched all these romantic movies because I felt like they were achievable. Um, so that was one of the romantic movies. I feel <laughs> that in my soul. <laughs> when Harry Met Sally to also be like an autumnal movie for me. Yes, it is. Very hard to find streaming. I find. Yes. I've looked for it. I owe yeah, it. I mean, that's like, like I, I was like donating all my DVDs and I was like, uh, Mean Girls? No, it wasn't Mean Girls. It was Drop Dead Gorgeous I kept because Drop Dead Gorgeous is now oh, on a streaming platform but was so not good. for a very, very long time. Uh, and I was like, if it ever goes away again, I need to have this DVD. Uh, and then uh, When Harry Met Sally. Like, those were the DVDs I kept. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's good. It's, they're all because they're data in which movies would that probably play in terms of like gender roles and that yeah and that, you know but it's interesting nostalgia. yeah the I, I feel like i feel like nostalgia and like really terrible gender roles often go hand in hand oh but yeah it's the kind of thing that we just kind of like it's the kind of thing that you either need to like decide to get mad about or just the kind of thing that you need to decide to just be like the nineties, you know, like it's <laughs> the kind of thing you watch and you're like, well, thank fucking God we're no longer doing this. At yeah. least like, like there's like an actual like demonstrable sense of like, we have 
progressed somehow. You know, like you can, uh, there's a criticism to be had of like enjoying things for what they were when they were, if they're not too egregious, right? Like they're Mm -hmm. like, you can be like, well, Mm -hmm. like you've got mail, you can appreciate for what it was, right? Like, yeah. Um, Ugh, practical magic. All the Joni Mitchell, all the time. (laughs) I would say that my... So good. I would say that my main ritual is just, like, getting getting back into soup. Soup's good. I mean, it goes... It pairs really nicely with your love of sandwiches. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. A little of soup, a little of sandwich, just... As a treat. As a treat. I can't... My, like, one of my favorite things to do is to make a quesadilla and dip it in soup. Oh, Sounds just, good as hell. Yeah. My, oh. like, autumnal go-to is also food-related, and it's making a pork belly. Ooh. Like, I buy a pork belly, I season a pork belly, I let it sit in the fridge like with a dry rub on it for overnight and then i basically slow cook a pork belly with uh orange and like wine and like make it like very spicy like the air smells of crackling spiced meat and then (laughs) make a hash of like butternut squash apple and the pork belly Oh my fucking god. <laughs> the reason I'm laughing so hard is because two of the people on this podcast right now are vegan. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like <laughs> I true. Mean, the, it's, it the butternut though. squash and apple hash can be made without the pork belly. The butternut squash and apple <laughs> hash, you had me. I was like, ooh. And the <laughs> orange and the wine, cool. like just give me orange and wine without pork in it. And I'm like, here. Sure. I'm like, hello. Sure. Welcome to the party. Something for Maureen. <laughs> I was hanging in there and then he said crackling meat. <laughs> Maggie, can also I tell you? Fair. It's just the way like it it has a top that like literally crackles. <laughs> Maggie, Sorry. can I Maggie, can I tell you how nice it feels to have a not meat eating ally in the room? <laughs> <laughs> provide that to you i was like i didn't know you were vegan so i was just sitting here like well i'm not gonna say damn thing oh yeah no my section no my no my quesadilla preference is with like like vile life yeah i'm the way oh my god it's so good it's like really very very intensely changed the cheese game because up until then i i used to love before when I ate dairy, because I'm from Wisconsin, and so like dairy was very okay. much in the was very much in the picture. It's a food for me. group. Yeah, <laughs> it was very much in the picture for me. Um, and so I used to just like just stand at my refrigerator and like absentmindedly just like eat slices of cheese. And I can't do that anymore because until last year, vegan cheese mm-hmm. by itself was trash. But now, I can do that again. I can absentmindedly just eat. Slices of vegan cheese because it's not terrible anymore. There is a farm to table restaurant nice here. Pleasure. I know that has a vegan sandwich that is tofu that has been marinated in pickle brine. 
then battered in chickpea flour and deep fried. And it's supposed to be, and then there's tahini sauce on top of it. It's supposed to be delicious. I just need to find out if they're deep frying it in things with gluten so that I can eat it. Because they also have a gluten-free bun option. So here's the thing. I can't, I, my body cannot physically process the gluten, which means meat sort of ends up being the default more important. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I tell you a thing that I recently got very into that I just feel like I need to like prophetize to the world? Obviously, please lay it on me. You mentioned pickles, and it reminded me of this of this of my new favorite thing, which is a peanut butter and pickle sandwich, <clears throat> and it's heavenly. Cause I'm a I'm a pickle girl, you know. Like I give me, I'm 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 being met with skepticism. I'm being met with skepticism, and I do and I do not accept it because. because <laughs> Are you rebuking the skepticism? I'm rebuking the skepticism because they're so damn good. No, because here it is. Like if you've had like if you've had like a peanut sauce, like a Thai peanut sauce, it has that kind of like funky peanut butter vibe. The vinegar, like Thai food is like a lot of peanut and vinegar together. So that makes sense to me. And so what I do is I get like a I get like crusty bread because here's the thing if you have like soft sandwich bread, it mm-hmm. sucks. It's too like you need to like invest in the bread. The br- <laughs> your differentiation. Yeah, it yes. it needs to be like a it needs to be like a crunchy crusty situation. I don't know if that's possible gluten free. I will say like the best gluten free bakery in the world exists in Little Rock. And that's not me being hyperbolic. I've been to many, right? Like literally in all over the world and it exists in Little Rock. So yes. Uh, I would also imagine that the type of pickle would be really important. Like it couldn't be like a bread and butter pickle. No. Cause that would be like. <laughs> no, no, it needs to be like a crunchy fucking pickle. Like yeah. it needs to be like, mm-hmm. it needs to be like, it needs to be like crunch from the bread Mush from the peanut, mush from the peanut butter. I'm, sorry, I'm not. I'm not selling this well. But it's so good. Yeah, I, I eagerly anticipate your cookbook. <laughs> Crunch from the bread. Mush from the peanut butter. <laughs> Smith, what can I say? No, but it's uh, and then the crunch from the pickle, it just like really rounds it out. It's so, it's so good. Oh, but yeah, that's my pickle, that's my pickle life. I uh, oh that's that's gonna be I also. Watch that show, I mean, MTV, we can pitch it right now. That's my, my pickle life. life. Mm-hmm. It would just be following around a bunch of like fourth generation German people in Wisconsin who are just like. Oh, well, my Opa and I used to buy, (laughs) used to get pickles every Saturday from the, from the delicatessen and and people, and the producers would be like, why are we filming this? (laughs) This is is horrible. I just want to know what the pickle drama is going to be. 
I mean, you right. know it drops at some point, right? Like the whole facade. It's like every great documentary you think is one thing, and then all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, like warring delicatessens and their pickle making. Yes, and it's going to be like either like a love between the two, like Romeo and Juliet, and like they can't like, you know. But my father's pickles, no, my father's. Or it's like you know, hard luck. <laughs> Breaking Bad, but with pickles, right? Like yeah. it turns out, it's all a front. <laughs> or like, like the mattress firms. Breaking I glass. Say that. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Like the mattress firms. <laughs> I I kind of think that's a little bit true. That's the only conspiracy theory that I'll ever buy into. Wait, can you flesh out the mattress firm conspiracy yes. theory for so us? So there is a mattress firm theory or conspiracy theory. That they're all fronts for money laundering because why? Why do you need two mattress firms on the same block? And that is true in Chicago. Also, there are a ton of mattress firms for no reason. Nobody's buying mattresses like that, especially from like, oh, let's go to the mattress firm down the block instead of this one. Like, why? They have the same mattresses, don't they? I mean, maybe, but is it mattress firm specifically? Like, I know there's like a lot of like American mattress across the street from mattress firm. Oh, so it might be slightly different, but who do, you know? They might be in cahoots. <laughs> is it just like the? Is it just like the mattress lobby? Oh, big mattress, big mattress. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh man! I love us. Well, so what I will say, like, kind of tying this kind of conversation into Autumn, I don't know about y'all, but like, something about Autumn, I feel like there's, I feel like a f- I have kind of like a brain fog during the summer mm-hmm. that just gets absolutely cleared out by that kind of like first crisp day and i yes. feel kind of like refocused oh yes i was just talking about that i don't know what it is but like the moment that we're able to turn <coughs> off our air conditioner and be comfortable i'm just kind of like i i feel born anew <laughs> yeah like i was just telling somebody the other day that like as somebody that like deals with like the symptoms of like you know seasonal affective disorder like I go from, all right, time to bunker down in the winter. And then, like, you go into spring and you're like, okay, inching out a little bit. Then summer becomes, like, really hazy for me for some reason also. And then literally just this past week, I was like, I'm going to draw. I'm going to plan out some content I want to make. I want to do this. I want to do that. And that gives me, like, what? Now it's, like, September, October, November, and before I crash again. So it's just like, <laughs> here's my three-month window to get everything that I want done. Don't know why that is, but the window is wide open. So I think know. that's the problem of living anywhere with extremities of weather, right? Like, that's fair. you just kind of end up like being like, well, there are three months that are so hot and humid, I don't really want to do too much unless I'm sitting like in the lake or sitting at a pool and then you end up with three months that it's like well it's negative 30 and uh i don't want to leave my apartment because it's negative 30. Mm-hmm. this is the choice of chicago <laughs> true six months of the year you're like huh <laughs> i also think uh because i think it- is real the extremes are getting more extreme on either end for 
the three months of summer and three months of winter. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Maggie, where are you based? I'm on the East Coast, so I'm in Philly now, but I'm usually in Maryland. Where in Maryland? So the same weather wise. <laughs> I am from Western Maryland. Right now I'm in Frederick, Maryland, which is more central Maryland. Nice. But I also lived in DC for a bit. So. I went to college in Baltimore. Yeah. I love Maryland. Maryland's great. It's weird. Our flag is weird. The people are a little intense. The flag is weird. The flag is weird. What's the flag? I found out the flag is racist, which I'm not, I mean, I'm not tied to the flag, but yeah, yeah. it's racist. Oh no. Um, yeah. It's, it's like based off of, I forget exactly what it is, but I was people, the pe- people of Maryland love that flag. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Well, now I want to <laughs> Google this flag. There's, right? there's something about the crest. There's something about the, the artwork. Um, I'm kind of hoping it's just a crab. That's, you know, know if they changed it, I think that would be excellent. Like a crab just like holding a knife. (laughs) I feel like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Um, Like the official sport of Maryland is jousting. Yeah. Really? Seems very medieval times. Listen. Yes, it is. Listen, um, Maryland's um, Renaissance Fair is not to be trifled with. Oh, shit. I was just going to say. But, mm-hmm. It comes to play. You mm-hmm. know, is busy. <laughs> it's, no, the flag is busy. It's a, lot yeah. of, it's a lot of yellow. It's a lot of black. There's some red in red. there just for good measure. It's a lot. It's noisy. What what do the black and yellow represent and the the red and white represent? That's my question. Do I want to know? Is the better question. <laughs> Ooh, that's fair. <laughs> I'm still looking that Wikipedia page. <laughs> I know that I know that the state flower is the black eyed Susan, mm-hmm. which I think is a black and yellow flower. That is correct. Oh, cute. Yeah. Um, I that I can't nice. I can't speak to the other other elements of the flag. Well, that part's lovely because <laughs> I left in 2012. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> well, so what I what I want to know is for all of our fall lovers out there, where like I know that particularly in the Midwest, a big fall thing is like going out to like apple orchards and stuff like that and like pumpkin patches and i'm sure it's the same on the east coast but um obviously those activities aren't as possible now so what can we like go around and recommend for our podcast babies what some really fun potential fall celebratory activities might be that they could do indoors and safely. Ooh. I'm going to say what's wonderful. Go ahead, Maggie. (laughs) Well, I've been thinking about this for a long time because autumn is my time. And so I, you know, I had, there was a moment in the summer where I'm like, okay, like this is COVID's going to be around in October. Um, Mm. But what's nice is that a lot of activities are already inside when it comes to fall and Halloween. So I'll praise the movie night again, the themed movie night, not just any movie night. Put in mm-hmm. your effort. 
themed movie night. Uh, but there's also what carving pumpkins. Mm. That's really nice. Yeah. Bonfires mm-hmm. can happen outside. You can socially distance if you need to. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like those are like three very elemental fall things you can do safely this season. Yeah. I feel like crafting decorations would be a nice fun one. Like getting stuff from Michaels or whatever. Cause like mm-hmm. I'm not a very decorative like that sounds weird. Like I love to decorate, but when it comes to like switching things out seasonally i'm not that disciplined except for maybe christmas because like all right i love christmas i'll put up all the pastel baubles and everything and put up a tree but like from like halloween and fall and spring like i don't really switch out that often but now that i know that i'm going to be inside i can't, i won't be able to get all of the decoration from walking around outside and looking outside and like oh look at that person's cute little porch i don't have that anymore so now it's just like i'm gonna try to decorate my apartment for all the spoopy and all the Halloween and then be good and take it down and not just have like fall Christmas. So that's probably <laughs> what's going to happen. It's going to be a haunted Christmas because <laughs> I'm lazy, but it'll be cute. I'll just put little uh, Christmas hats on the ghosts and just call it a two for one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, think I, our, I think one of our episodes last fall, I think our Halloween t- episode last fall was called Spooky Christmas. So we would just be... Full circle. Riding that wave, yeah. Sorry, Jesse, go ahead. Oh, that's all right. Uh, (laughs) I love all autumnal scents. So whether it's Mm. like cooking and like poaching pears and doing things that are like just like a lot of like clove and spice or I picked a vegan thing. (laughs) I know that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Or like... Even like uh, a splurge and buy yourself an autumnal candle, right? Like we love we love a good mood setting, um, mm-hmm. like a good cinnamon stick candle. But also, I don't know, adult coloring books that are autumnal themed. I'm all about that. All about that. I yeah. will Halloween color has some Halloween pumpkin coloring instead books. of carving. Yes, Ooh. yes. Mm-hmm. I've been to the spirit twice now. Hell yeah. The what spirit. okay, so like what well, I mean one thing that could happen instead of because uh, I was thinking about Spirit Halloween because I drove by one the other day and I was like, but I really worry people are gonna have Halloween parties, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. indoor unmasked Halloween parties. Now, do I always want Spirit Halloween to be in business for the exact amount of time they want to be? <laughs> yes. Uh, but I was like, I wonder if I could do like cosplay costumes for Halloween instead of like making it about yes. Halloween. Like, I kind of want to make myself an Appa costume from Avatar The Last Year. Yes, do it. Oh my God. I also really want to make myself a Connie from Big Mouth like the hormone monster mm-hmm. <laughs> costume. I was like, maybe I'll just like make myself costumes and just get dressed up in my Presidium theater room. <laughs> that is such a good idea. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we'll see. People are um, still going to dress up for the gram. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yes, because so oh, yeah. much of our life is a highly Not curated. Again. Yes. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, my, I think what I'm going to do this fall is well first of all um i'm i'm not so much a spring cleaning person as i am a fall cleaning person 
Mm. So I'm going to, we're actually in the process of reorganizing our apartment. Um, But one of the things that I want to do is like really enjoy being in like a clean, organized space. And I'm a big fan of the like the YouTube videos that are like, eight hours of a crackling fire <laughs> so like i was just thinking about that i was like i had a thought and it left my mind i was like i wonder if they're like fall versions of like the yule bug yeah probably i mean of just like maybe it's like eight hours of a path people walking down a path with leaves on it or something like that of just kind of like a whole spooky- mood a whole damn mood yeah. <laughs> but but i think that um I think that this fall for me is going to be spent with some windows open and like a soundtrack. Ooh, what's, sitting what's a good autumnal soundtrack? Like what? Oh, I, put I think. On... Oh, I think it's just going to be like ambient outside noises since I can't go outside. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know those, like you know those, like you know those videos <laughs> that are like. Like, I, I feel like people who are into Disney World and all of that are, like, watching these videos of just, like, people walking through Disney parks and being like, well, since I can't be there, at least I can watch these Disney park walkthroughs. I feel like I'm going to do that, except it's going to be like, wow, that could be me outside. And just, like, leave it at that. <laughs> I need to figure out what an autumnal sound is that isn't, like, a fully working farm or a barn. <laughs> Oh my god. Although I will say during the fall, I listen to a lot of um Mumford and Sons. Ooh sure. yeah. That strikes me as a very like mm-hmm. you like you like you could feel the flannel. Yeah. Like you you yeah. hear the flannel, you feel the flannel. <laughs> yeah. Like I just did a long drive and I listened to a lot of uh, a lot of Mumford and Sons and my boyfriend was like, all right, so that's our second time through Babel. So maybe, maybe we find, maybe we listen to a podcast. Okay. Like, maybe that's like a really good album, Dan. So yeah, like, like, all right. Or we could just listen to Babel the third time and we can just kind of deal with it. Mm-hmm. Right. And go. <laughs> you could spice it up with some trampled by turtles. Ooh. Same banjo feel. Yeah. Same flan fl- flanjo. That's what I call flanjo. Same flanjo feel. Yeah. Oh my god. We have to copyright that immediately. I was gonna say that sounds like a good episode name if I ever heard one. <laughs> flanjo feels with Maggie McGill. Oh my god. Holy shit. Oh my gosh. Yep. Well, yes. And print. Yeah. Oh my god. Um. Well, does do we have any closing thoughts for our flanjo feels? Closing thought is that autumn is a state of mind. You don't have to do a certain activity. The 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 world the world is changing around you and I think it's a chance to connect with it, to open your windows, to feel the crispness. I feel like summer is so oppressive to the point where you really do walk around with this constant battle of like, I hate everything right now. And autumn is a really nice lift from that. 
and it doesn't matter if you you know you, you can light your candle you can have your hot coffee you can sit outside it's just a moment to take a breath and enjoy and I feel like that's what makes it so special my heart <laughs> <laughs> um my closing thought is that um do something for yourself that marks a change mm. like whether that's re like reconfigure the furniture in a room or go through your clothes and get rid of some stuff or i don't know like change up your your signature scent <laughs> that you wear around your own house um but you know i think that with being stuck inside we and specifically like when we went from spring to summer we all thought that by the end of the summer we would be outside again mm -hmm. and so we didn't really mark that change as significantly and so like spring and summer kind of turned into a monolith and i think mm -hmm. that with fall we have an opportunity to like actually change something up in our lives to kind of like break up the monotony and so take this change of season as an opportunity to do that yeah. Final thought is take this change of season to make sure you're registered to vote. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Please, oh my God. God. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's, <laughs> yeah, I we're in this for a little while longer. So figuring out, you know, I, I know people are exhausted. I know people want normalcy. The world isn't normal. And so you have to figure out what normal looks like for you in a safe and healthy way that's not putting others at risk. But most states, I think 40 of the 50 states allow you to register online. You don't even have to leave your house to do that then. So please, please, please register to vote. And I guess mine would be like, do something that makes you feel cozy. You know, like as we've been all like talking about, like we are going to be stuck inside for a little bit longer. And a little bit is, uh, you know, defined by whatever, but I'm just going to say a little bit longer. Um, and so do something that makes you feel good. It makes you feel good in your body. makes you feel good at home because fall is just, as we've been talking about, just a natural time to feel all the cozy flanjo feels. So we're just going to define the flanjo feels as doing something that makes you feel good in autumn and cozy and happy because we all deserve to feel good and cozy and happy. Yep. Indeed. All right. Bye, Pop podcast babies bye. Bye. bye thanks so much for listening you can find us on all the social media places as fat out of hell pod and all the podcast places as fat out of hell and you can shoot us an email at fat out of hell pod at gmail.com bye babies